Zach Bent is a resident artist in the Jack Straw New Media Gallery. His installation is titled Lean Out, Lean To. So when you come into the space, there's this large sculpture. For a while now, I've used RV parts, or I like how people use these recreational vehicles to kind of take a pod of their humanity. They take it out to someplace else, and they like make home on the run, if you will. Like we're at camp, we want to get in a new environment, or, or it's just this way of making home that moves around. So I'm drawn to those kind of vehicles and tents. So we, we were passing this house, and there was this truck, I think called a topper or a canopy, but it was on top of brick walls. So it just felt like this little tinker shop in the back of a yard. It was, you know, sort of inventive, had a lot of personality attached to it. So I just sort of hold it away. I'm like, it wasn't just a shed, it was a sculpture. So for this project, I knew whatever I was going to do, I would use this truck topper for. I like the idea of making it a pseudo boat to have the sculpture have a circular bottom that it had a rocking mechanism that was attached to it that both was in, in transition but impossible to move, like it really wasn't going anywhere. And in my sculptures in general, I like, even though I like working in space, I wanted it to be very mute. And it's just a preference. I'm not exactly sure why I like sculptures that don't have a way in or out, that they almost have a quiet fortitude. It's a, probably about nine and a half feet tall, and it has the truck topper that is cut and, and has a bit of an angle on the top. The sides are, uh, it, the whole sides are probably about seven or eight feet tall. It leans against the wall, and it's uh, quite a bit like a square. I think it's about five by five feet and it's all cedar on one side and then just some pine on the other slats and those are painted black. And it's lit a couple different ways. On one side of it, it's lit by red and purple gels, so it's really quite, quite warm and red on that side. And the other side, um, more of a lavender gel, so it's very cool. And the side that's cool, there's a projection of a boat that meanders slowly over seven minutes through this foggy lagoon that I was on. The video camera is tied to the front of the boat, and you just feel like you're watching the front of the boat slowly maneuver through this cloud of fog. Now, the other side that is red, red lit, it has a small video that comes out of one of the knot holes in it, and that video is of a set of hands taking a cheap arrangement of flowers and tearing them apart and putting them back together inside of a forest. The, the way that's shot, it's shot with a series of colored gels, so the coloring on the flowers changes over time, and uh, it's kind of a contrast between these cheaply put-together flowers in a very natural setting. Ah. I feel like more than anything, it's about landscape and how landscape and space in general imprint themselves on us and how we get to know ourselves over time by the places we inhabit and are near. I, I went to Michigan this summer as an artist residency and it was a beautiful piece of land. I grew up in southern Indiana but this piece of land in particular is probably six hours north of there on Lake Michigan and the property called Oxbow uh, has been there for like 110 years as an artist residency. And so I would spend my time there boating on this on this lagoon, that's what they call it, on this 120 acres. And all the trees and all the land were very reminiscent of what I grew up in 
oaks and maples, um, a strong deciduous ravine-like textured land. And just being there, the smells of the place uh, it had uh, a quality that I, was more like the childhood that I experienced. And I started to think about that in terms of contrast of like, right now I spend a lot of time in the forest in the Northwest and they're just completely different. And they, after, over the eight years I've lived here, are becoming the new landscape that I am inhabiting and are becoming a part of me. To be in a conifer or a true fir forest at like an elevation of 3,500 or higher, like that's becoming a place where I get in it and I know like, oh my gosh, this is what this smells like. This is what the the foliage is going to be. These are the kind of funguses I'm going to find here. And that's, it's interesting and different how those things start to imprint themselves, I think, on you. So... That's a part of what's uh, one of the angles inside of the show. I'm always interested in building kinds of contrast. So there's the journey inside the landscape, which is very open. And the sculpture in itself does, for me, act as that counterpoint where we have to sort of make our home inside of a landscape. Uh, I tried to do a mix of found and made sound. So much of that found, the sound was collected while I was at this artist residency. So there are sounds in the forest, there are sounds of the boat. So when you are watching this large image of the of this boat going through fog, there are two sets of speakers on the ground which project to you this, the audio that was captured from the camera and then also a handheld device inside the boat. So we mix those together and you get the full sound of what it's like to be traveling in it. It's breathy, it's kind of raw and almost sexual at times. In the sky, there's some found sound, but then there are a series of bird calls that I recorded in studio here. So I used, I bought all kinds of different bird calls, dove and crow, and so we were making those and collecting them in studio, and then I would remix those into the captures of the landscape as this false thing that was on top of it, or a way of interpreting the landscape through devices or trying to mimic what you experience. I used the sound from the boat, which is a loud thump. It's like boom, boom, boom. I grabbed that sound and started to build a rhythm as we go along. That sound in and of itself is embedded inside of the large sculpture. The resonance of it is really loud. As you travel with the boat, that gets louder and louder. There's another captured sound that's above your head. Uh, it's rocks that I collected from the Washington coast, and we smack those together so they have a, a very bright tinny sound. So as you're journeying with the boat, you feel like you're in a natural landscape and then this rhythm of this boat starts to come. There's almost a kind of a trepidation or intensity that starts to emerge as you go. And I could feel like some, someone might get, they might get their heart rate up. The crows get louder. It feels like they're starting to attack you. The boat seems like it's gonna start to come unhinged. And then this delay sound gets really, really loud. And probably by the time you can't take it anymore, it's done and we're just back to rowing in the water. You know, in, in a real loose sense, there are ideas about the sublime and how nature has in and of itself um, a kind of monumentality and an epic quality to it. And so that paired with the sculpture, um, I don't, I'm not necessarily trying to dwarf the visitor, but I want them to have an immersive experience where they feel like the art takes over them in a way. I hope that they do have, they have an, an encounter with it that it, it does leave an impression upon them, I suppose. This program was produced as part of the Jack Straw Gallery Residency Program. Producer is Jenny Cecil Moore. 
Recording engineer is C.J. Lazenby. Jack Straw Executive Director is Joan Rabinowitz. The Jack Straw Artist Residency Programs are made possible with support from the Seattle Office of Arts and Culture, Four Culture King County Lodging Tax Fund, Washington State Arts Commission, National Endowment for the Arts, Arts Fund, and individual contributors. Thank you for listening. Ah.